you know, don't knock yeah. it till you try it is such a St. Louis like food slogan because once you try it, it's so damn good. Exactly. It's like it's like people waiting in the line at, at Ted Drew's in the cold, you know. That's part of it. Like enjoy it. Like just stop making stop making us like stop think trying to make yourself better than St. Louis. Yeah. These are our things. This is called culture. We celebrate culture. The one thing St. Louis does well, we 100% support our culture and our St. Louis businesses. And that's so relevant in the past 12 months. It just makes me feel so good to be operating in St. Louis. Oh, man. We feel good he operates in St. Louis, too. You guys know who that is, right? That's the voice of Alex Donnelly. Yes, the Alex Donnelly. Not ringing a bell? Well, maybe because he's famous for another family name. Joya. Yes, the Joyas. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, the episode we would do every week if we could, Joya's Deli, with two locations on the Hill and in Creve Corps, talking to owner Alex Donnelly. Can I tell you that you yeah. are doing a great job for St. Louis, and I really appreciate you promoting us little guys. Just, thank just you. Thank you. you. You you have no idea how impactful your words are to us. Like, we don't need the big publications because we have people like you. Yeah, that's nice and all, but they do get attention from big publications. About every other episode, we tell you about some new award or recognition they've gotten for their world-famous hot salami sandwiches. So we figured it's about darn time we devoted an episode to our beloved Joya's Deli. The role of family in building the sandwich legacy, what it means to be in business for 103 years, why hot salami doesn't actually exist, and the recipes that could be coming out of the vault and onto a sandwich near you. Plus, we'll have Dory for food news and a fish fry guide. All right, let's dive into our chat. So, Alex, how, how have you been? How's 2021 been for you so far? Well, uh, I'm... I'm it's a new feeling I haven't felt in probably 12 months. I'm optimistic about mm-hmm. it and I have hope, which is something that um, I, we, we didn't experience for about 12 months in our industry. And so I just, I, I'm just, I'm just, we're just excited about all these opportunities and a lot of things that we had in, in the works for about 12 months are coming to fruition now. And it's, it's just, we're riding the wave and it's, it's nice to feel good, you know, cause we haven't, it's been a while since we've, we felt good. So. Mm-hmm. Tell me about some yeah. of those things that got uh, you had to smash the pause button on, and now you're pressing play this year. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, we, actually, this is interesting that um, I've never told anybody. We were one day on March, I think it was March 11th. We were supposed to sign on our fourth location, and it was going to be right next to Warshu. Okay, on Skinker, and uh, what's this? It's Lindell. Um, right. Oh my gosh, that's Zop. so close to me. <laughs> I know it's the Za Pizza. It's where Za Pizza used to be. Oh wow! Marshu just really wanted wanted me, and we were doing it, and we were about to sign, and then shelter in place happened. Thank the Lord, we didn't sign anything. You know, it it might happen in the future, so we paused on all that stuff, um, obviously, and then. And then um, we also, the frozen pizza thing just kind of came out of nowhere. The frozen pizza thing being Joya's frozen pizzas. They're the tie-dyed leisure suits or TikTok dance video of the food world. With people staying at home, everybody was getting into pizza. 
because we, the people staying at home, wanted pizza. Alex says they didn't give the whole endeavor much thought at first, but as the shutdowns got more serious, so did they. That first week we sold a thousand. And I was like, okay, this is this is something new. I need to start taking this seriously. And um, and it just kind of went crazy. And and now we're in the grocery stores, which is cool. I think podcast producer Dory might have bought at least a hundred of the first pizzas. It seems like she's always eating them. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. I, it's crazy because right now we're, we're trying to Schnooks has done three more purchase orders and we're still, I mean, this process, we're small shop to get it all done and we're going to do it. But like the demand is overwhelming. We had no idea people like joys as much as they do. Like we're just, we're going to sell out of them. You didn't know people like Joyas as much as they do. I, but I knew that like Arsenal Schnooks likes Joyas. I knew Hampton Village Schnooks like Joyas. But like, you know, the fact that we sold out of them in um, like Washington, Missouri, I didn't know. I did, you know, you just don't know. So I, I, I love those people. I just didn't know they, they even knew about me. And we, they're selling. So we, we sold, I think we're selling them at a, over 100 Schnooks. It's, it's just nuts. It was about an eight-month process to get these in the store, which was uh, which was mainly because of hot salami. So the U.S. the hot salami does not exist in the USDA book. There's like a book of meat. We don't exist in the meat book. What? We're, yeah, Joya's hot salami is its own thing. It was a it's a family recipe that's like seven generations brought over from northern Italy. And when I presented to them, they're like, it's neither hot, mean, spicy. <laughs> Nor is it a cured salami. We can't call it this. So we spent most of our time just trying to figure that out. So that was that was a fun process. So we actually educated the USDA on a, on a meat, which you don't you don't do very often. Which is- Let's talk about the mystery meat aspect of it. And I don't want to say mystery meat again, but it's no, <laughs> what you it's, brought up. It's, it's I mean it's we, we different. It's, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. Um, it's mainly just pork. I mean, it's just what I always tell people is it's not so much what the ingredients of the product, it's a process. It's, and I can, you can, you, you can see it is right. you we're making that. We've never, we, we don't freeze the, the hot salami. I make it in a room right there, right by my, uh, we have an office right by the deli and I, it's like a little shotgun that I'm in. And we make it in the same room that Steve Joya made it. Steve Joya taught me how to tie hot salami. He taught me how to make it. It's the same room using the same process. That's really where the, the, the quality comes from. And it's because we don't change it. You know how easy it would be for me to put a filler in there and make more money? Um, no, it's, it's pork, salt, pepper, garlic. It's a very simple recipe, but it's not about that. It's about the process. It's about slicing it fresh to order in front of you. It's about cooking it. The day, the, the morning of, and keeping it at that temperature, and then taking it out of the steamer, putting it on the slicer, slicing off the end, put, putting the end away, and then slicing seven beautiful slices at a half-pound sandwich with the, the local bread and put in the – it's just – it's a process that we've been doing for so long. It, it's easy for us, but it's the reason why we're the St. Louis Comfort Fix. It's just, it's just simple and good, you know? When we live in a town where things like gooey butter cake, which is hard to kind of explain, toasted yeah. ravioli, which is easy to explain, but for some reason people still don't get it. 
Provelle cheese. I mean, you know, we could go on and on about these very St. Louis things. Do you think that a joyous salami sandwich would have the hot salami would have really um, taken root? I don't want to use that word. It would have been so popular in a town with maybe uh, less accepting uh, food interests and less uh, forgiving palates. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I am so St. Louis that I don't even think about other markets. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know. You'd have to, so we had a thing where if you, we're, we're a St. Louis institution, okay? Lots of, car, lots of Cubs fans, lots of, lots of people coming in back, back when we had people coming in that would come in and try the sandwich. They go, what is hot salami? <laughs> well, first off, hot salami is neither spicy nor is it a cured meat. So it's neither of those. It's a colloquial term created by our customers over the years because they couldn't say salam de pesa. Okay. Couldn't so say that, what? It's called, it's a, it's, it's salam de pesa. It's what it's, the name is called. It, that's huh. hot salam. It's salam de pesa. And, and, and so all these, all these over time. So we just give people samples. And as long that's what my mom always said, give it away for free. Let them taste it. Stop explaining it. Just let them eat it. And once they taste it, they're either going to say, that's really great. Or, oh, you also have a roast beef sandwich, which is another great <laughs> one. So we, we cover our bases, you know, I mean, and so as long as, as long as, as long as you try it, you're going to like it. I've been thinking a lot about family legacy lately, about what you pass down from generation to generation, about what lives on longer than yourself. Joya's is 103 years old, established by the Joya family, sold to Alex's grandmother several years before he was born. It was his parents, now it's his. Not only does he have more than 40 years of his own family's legacy to uphold with every sandwich made, he has the Joya's name to keep proud too. In some ways, he has the weight of two family businesses on his shoulders. I asked him if it ever felt that way. Absolutely. You are literally speaking to somebody that completely understands that. Luckily, though, he has a village to help him. Well, technically, a neighborhood. But this is the interesting thing about the hill. The hill helps everybody around. Like, if you are an operator on the hill, every single other business is going to raise you up. Okay? Mm-hmm. Steve Joya, who ta- Steve Joya was second generation of his family. Him and his brother ran it for probably the longest, John and Steve, and then Charlie's their dad. And then, uh, but anyway, so Steve Joya actually sold the deli to my parents or my, my grandmother and literally stayed on and he made hot salami every day. He checked on everything. His sister who just passed away recently, uh, her name is Mary, Mary Joya. She lived two houses down and she'd come in. I knew her. She'd eat a sandwich. If I messed that sandwich up, the hot salami, she wouldn't eat a lot. She'd just eat a little bitty guy. And she just, she'd yell at me. She'd like, you overcooked it. You can't overcook it. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I was cutting bread and I forgot. And she's like, no, don't be sorry. You, you just, you, you just need to be better. And, and, and like, so that, that weight has trained me for who I am. But then the Hill, they encouraged us to do well. They didn't want us to fail because the businesses are the, and the church are the heart of the Hill. So we keep those intact. We can keep everything else strong. And that's, and that, and we had an overwhelming support from everybody. And our first success, the first week we were open in May of 1980, both walk-ins went down. Both of them. They're just went down. And instead of Steve Joya being like, that's your problem. He he connected (laughs) us with people because he did, he had no, you know, he sold it. Right. 
you know, and, but the first thing he did was help us solve that problem. These are stories that I heard. I wasn't even born. And this still, to this day, if my walking goes down, I called John DiGorio. He's got a refrigerator truck for me sitting out there in two minutes. It's just, it's hard to, to fail when you have such a great support system around you. How do you balance leaning on that legacy and recognizing mm. that joy is, is something that is inherently St. Louis in and also, you know, making sure you are keeping people coming, that you're not something that's taken for granted or people just uh, think Joy's is always going to be there. So I don't have to worry about stopping by and supporting them. How do you balance think, the two? Yeah, I think what you're talking about is relevance versus like just uh, like you said, it's just that old standard. And so it's a, it is a fine line because I have to honor the brand. I, 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 we actually have in our we have core values that me and my wife created because we've always lived by these values. We just never wrote them down. And the number one, and we, we wrote the core values, you know, it's like service and all that stuff. And I was like, something's missing, Amanda. And she said, it's history. You are missing history. And so instead of us, instead of us just acknowledging, wow, we're, we do that. You know, we wrote down all these historical things. Like we slice the hot salami in front of our customers. If we don't do that, then, then we're not, we're not joyous anymore. So when you, when you order a joyous hot salami, I'm not pre-making it. You can see us doing your sandwich. I'm slicing it. Now, that was, that was even more important during COVID. Um, these, these little things that we celebrate, uh, like our roast beef, we make our roast beef a certain way, and we've done it the same way for a million years. It would be so much easier for me to go with a lower quality roast beef and see a profit margin. because But then I'm betraying my customers. And then that's tradition. Like I just... The weight, the weight of, of everything we do is because of the generations before me that have worked so darn hard to get me where I am. And we just honor that. And as a company, we do that. And that's the first thing we tell our employees when they, when they, when they come on with us. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just everything. I read that you take the name Joya's very seriously. You to- told another St. Louis reporter something along the lines of if there's if it's going to have the Joya's name on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I recognize that this brand is very important and I don't want to mess it up. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Well, um, it's exactly what you just said. I actually, uh, another example with our employees, it's like, if you're wearing the Joya's brand on your shirt and you're going to go do something that is not aligned with our value set, take the Joya's shirt off because mm. you're representing something that's bigger than you. That's what I reiterate. I told my mom always told me this, Alex, Joya's is bigger than me and you. You can't, you can't look at profit, 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 because going with the cheaper cheese, going with something cheap is not part of what we are. And that's because Joya's is bigger than Alex. It's bigger than me making my mortgage, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on, I mean, we lasted, we've lasted 103 years. I want to go another 100 years. And that's all foundational. And that's all decisions I need to make. And then I need to make sure my son and my daughter, I have four kids, my two sons and my two daughters know these things too. Because if they want to buy this or if they want to take it over someday, they're going to have to transition into that, you know, because they're going to be sixth generation and that's a huge weight on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, what, that's what it comes. It's Joyous is, is not only a brand that we operate, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's familial. It's, it's part of who we are. My mom has joy, a, a painting of Joyous in her house and it overlooks her, her dining room. 
And that, and then I do too. Like it's indicative of what we do. I mean, we honor it. So it's given us everything we have. But there's a, it's funny. You see artwork for walls that say all these classic St. Louis things. And it's like the blues, the Cardinals, joyous hot salami. I mean, it's, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is so celebrated. And I think it's one of those things, like we've said, people feel like we know, we feel like we understand and we feel like it's always going to be there. What is something that might still surprise folks about Joyous Deli? A fun fact, if you will. That is great. Man, I got to think about this. Oh, um, we have here. This is good. We actually, um, for about 60 years, were a, were a little grocery store that had sandwiches. We were not a sandwich shop until the 80s. No, it was longer than that. Yeah, about 62 years. My uh, grandmother had the foresight to see the sandwich shops. Um, we always sold sandwiches. It was just part of it, like Publix kind of thing. Huh. Um, we have six or seven great sausage recipes. We have a Sazitza recipe, a Laganiga recipe. We got all these summer sausage recipes. I have a Krakow recipe, a Polish recipe that is amazing. We don't make any of those anymore because the hot salami is so popular. I want to start making them again. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? There, there's, in our safe, we have a little safe in the deli. And in the safe is all the recipes, including the hot salami recipe. It's a huge safe. Like if the deli burns down, it'll just stay there. But um, and I want, to, I want to pull them out and start making them again. I just got to find time to do it. It's cool to see that though this business has been around for over a hundred years in your family for decades, you still get excited about things. You still have things to get excited about. Oh yeah. I just, oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that our, I think the core, I was actually, when you asked me to do this interview, I was thinking like, how can I express what this year did to me? And, and I think that, that it made me realize how fortunate I am to be fourth, fifth generation of a business because we survived the depression. We survived World War II. We survived the Spanish flu. So there's this weight on my shoulders to be like, Steve Joya, Steve Joya got us through World War II. Alex Donnelly can get us through COVID 2020. And, uh, and so that, that right there with that weight made me realize the grit of our brand that we're going to survive. And, we're, and St. Louis is going to support us because we have a relationship with our St. Louis customer base that's just amazing. And that's, that's where the passion comes from. Sorry for calling you out, Producer Dory, for your um, affinity for the Joya's frozen pizzas. Oh, no problems there. I don't think it's too big of a secret. <laughs> so you are at your home in the Shaw Bureau of the Abbey Eats podcast. I am here in my home. And normally we both turn our heat down while we are recording to get rid of any background noise. But that is not happening right now. It is a cold one. It's a cold one. I'm looking outside and seeing some flurries flying, just a lot of snow out there. Oh, so cold this week. I know. It has been a cold one. We hope you guys are staying warm and eating some good food. Maybe you picked up some uh, Joy's pizzas from the grocery store. Something Alex mentioned that I thought was kind of interesting is that one of his big goals for joyas as a brand isn't just to reestablish some of those other recipes that have been hanging out in the vault but also to make it a more grocery store 
brand of deli meats. So think he used the example of boar's head um, where you go to the Mm. deli, you can go to Schnooks and you pick up, you know, you're getting good quality deli meats from boar's head behind the counter. He was saying, what if you could go do that with Joya's? I mean, fascinating. And what if you could just bring home a pound of hot salami from the grocery store? Mm, I'd be down for that. Uh, uh, That would be, that would be dangerous. (laughs) Um, And I would probably do that a little too often. Um, But one thing I was wondering too, like as he was talking, because we have friends who, when they come in town, we just want to always like introduce them to Joya's. Yeah. But could it be possible for them to get Joya's on their own outside of St. Louis? You know, a lot of our places around here have been expanding, doing nationwide shipping. Are they planning on expanding in the future at all? Yeah, good question, especially because with all these, I mean, we know people living in St. Louis. Also, when they come home to St. Louis, Joyous is often a must stop. Alex said the way you put it was if it were up to Twitter, he would be in all sorts of cities, especially around the Midwest, um, Indianapolis, um, you know, Chicago area. But interestingly, the pandemic put that in perspective for him. And he said, you know what, I have a good thing going right here. I have a family that I want to make sure I'm not putting on the back burner and want to make sure we are focused on quality at the locations where we are established right now and the location possibilities in the St. Louis area. So for now, it sounds like he's keeping his focus local, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put it past him in the next couple of years to maybe reconsider that. Yes. Very ambitious and uh, something to look for in the future. Speaking of looking for in the future, we've got some uh, food news and some tasty items on the horizon we want to go through. Um, You know, of course, that includes some changes in our favorite festivals and events for this time of year. Yeah, including the Stout and Oyster Festivals. So they're going to have a lot of changes in place, obviously, with coronavirus still out there. Tables spaced out at their outdoor Shucker Dome. And it's going to be reservation only. It costs $12 a person, but that does come with two beers. And it'll also get you a table at the event for four hours, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have a beer garden drive through where you can get oysters, po'boys, and beers to go including this year's Oyster Stout, which is always popular. Um, You can get those reservations and put in some pre-orders right now on Schlafly's website. And it's nice to see that things are kind of coming back slowly like this. Um, Happy to see that coming back in some other events, I assume, in the next few months as we get into spring that we'll be able to hopefully tell you guys all about coming up. Um, But so this week's episode focused a lot on Joya's. Obviously, they have a big popular sandwich here in the St. Louis area. There's another story that I wanted to bring to everybody involving a classic St. Louis sandwich shop. So this is going on at Ruma's Deli, the home of the Gerber special. If you've never had it, it's very good. It's the only way my mom could get me to eat ham, by the way. Ruma's <laughs> Deli uh, Gerber special. And pretty, pretty much the only way still. Um, but they have <laughs> hey, nothing really, wrong with that. They have this really... they have this really nice thing that they're doing at their St. Charles shop. So they have a wall of free meals. So customers are coming in and paying it forward, just basically buying whatever meal they want. And that meal ticket goes up on the wall. So anyone who needs a free meal can come in, 
peruse the tickets on the wall, pick their meal and just get a meal for free. No questions asked. Um, so when we talked with them about this last week, there had been about a hundred of those tickets meals paid for up on the wall. And they said that they plan to keep it going as long as they can. I absolutely love this. This is such a, there's so many winners in a story like this. Um, you know, I mean, first and foremost, like some when we're all feeling a little still not feeling as connected, um, the idea that you can pay it forward to somebody still, the fact that the deli is providing the opportunity. And then also the deli is, you know, they're, they're collecting these. I mean, people are paying for the meals still. So they, you know, restaurants have gone through so much in the last year. So this provides people an opportunity to help others and help the local business. I, I just think this is such a great idea. And it's one that I'd like to see more of and from local restaurants too. Yeah, I love that. It reminded me um, a couple months ago when I think it was at Mission Taco Joint where they had where a church had that open tab mm -hmm. and just said anyone who wants and needs something go on and put it on our tab. So just more ways of paying it forward and helping out our neighbors. I, I love to see it. Speaking of neighbors and small businesses, we want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the podcast, the folks at Food Peddler. They are St. Louis's local bike powered restaurant delivery service. It's super fun. You get Ooh. your food delivered on a bike. Um, they are having, they're celebrating their eighth year in business later this month. So they are celebrating with some collaborations, which is one of my favorite things St. Louis restaurants and businesses do. Um, those collaborations include with the cup, the cupcake place, uh, pickles, deli, pie guy, pizza, hello juice. Um, they're all having different, actually really tasty sounding options that are commemorating the eighth year of business for the food peddler. And the celebration is going on. Uh, some of these specials start early next week on February 22nd, most of them lasting through the weekend there. So hit up the food peddler on Instagram and check them out and let them know that you're celebrating their birthday with them. That's cool. Love that one. Dory, what is the best thing you've had to eat this week? So this week we got to go from a friend of the podcast, Tim Wiggins over at Lazy Cocktail or Lazy Tiger Cocktail Bar. Mm. Um, hadn't, I'd had some of their Christmas cocktails they did. Haven't had any of the normal cocktails that they're serving, serving up yet. So we put in an order, picked it up to go. Um, I got the Lazy Tiger Cocktail Classic, mm. which has a like a real smoky mezcal in it. It was just Oh, it was delicious and delightful. Even at home, sipping on it, it was really good. And then we got a bunch of little small plates. We got the warm mini lobster roll, which was great. The, the lobster was great on that, but the bun on it too was toasted and buttery. And it was just, it was perfect. It was really good. Also got the grilled salmon that they had and had a really nice um, curry sauce with uh, rice. That was very tasty. I just like practically licked my plate. It was so good. Highly recommend them. Um, and honestly, getting them to go just really made me miss the whole go to a restaurant, get a cocktail, get a bunch of small plates to share with friends experience. You know, been missing that a lot. It's been about a year since we've been able to do that. So I can tell you, I am so looking forward to today where I feel comfortable enough to do that again. And they'll probably be right up there on my list to go do that because it just really 
it was a nice experience at home to do that, but I, I would love to be able to do that again in a restaurant comfortably and safely. The time will come, Dory. The time will come. So what was the best thing you had to eat this week? It's funny because we didn't plan this, but mine was also a drink um, or <laughs> I mean, you had food incorporated in yours as well. But mine was something, you know, I made at home, actually. And, um, you know, drinking at home, as you say, is the new normal. And um this week, I needed something a little bit fancier feeling. And so Big O ginger liqueur is so tasty. It is such a lovely addition to your home bar stash. And it is actually made in St. Genevieve, Missouri. So it is local. You can pick it up at most liquor stores. Um, got mine at Randall's, a local chain here. Uh, splash of Big O, some bourbon, lemon juice, just like a little bit of lemon juice and bitters. Mm, it is smooth. It is tasty. If you throw a cherry on top, it reminds me of cocktails you can get at some of my favorite bars. And it's got that nice gingery taste to it that uh, it's good on a cold, cold night like well, the ones we've been having. So I've been imbibing a little bit in uh, some Big O this week. That sounds good. A nice little like zesty mix to your cocktail list. So it is fish fry season which normally is so fun. And St. Louis comes together to hit up the churches, pack the gymnasiums and nom on some fried fish. It's going to look a little bit different this year though, Dory. Um, I know that uh, just because we're in a pandemic though, you can't keep St. Louisans away from the fish fries in some capacity. Yeah. There's no stopping a fish fry in this town. I don't think so. We are starting to hear from some of the, the big fish fry locations in the St. Louis area. Um, every year on the KSDK website, we do a fish fry map and it's kind of like, it's a funny thing, but it is so popular and people check it out so much every year. So we had to make sure we got that back up and going this year. The address for that is ksdk.com slash fish fry. It's an interactive map that has dates, times, locations, details, just about everything you would need. And these maps are user submitted. So the church officials go in there or parish officials or whoever can go in there and submit their own fish fry. And then one of us on the web team will review that and submit it. Uh, is a really good, really, really good resource. Um, I was just listening to an episode from about a year ago, Dory, and I was talking about using the fish fry guide. And um, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm excited to put the fish fry guide to use again this year. So uh, this is a painful reminder, though, for anybody who might be thinking about giving up sweets for Lent or cookies for Lent oh. or desserts for Lent. Girl Scout cookie season overlaps with <laughs> Lent. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they do that. But, um, you know, hey, maybe you can uh, if, if that is not on your Lenten uh, list of Lenten sacrifices, Girl Scout cookies will be here for you. It is Girl Scout cookie weekend, so you might see some booths set up at grocery stores, churches, and church churches, church businesses, churches and businesses this weekend. Um, you can get your fix by ordering online through the Girl Scouts of Eastern Missouri or Girl Scouts of Southern Illinois websites. You also might want to check your Facebook pages because your mom and dad friends might be frantically sharing their child's online order form. Like I had several friends do and say, oh my gosh, I forgot it was Girl Scout cookie season. So please help my daughter and pick up some boxes. Ooh, 
St. Louis is a five on your side production. I'm Abby Larico and I'm Dory Olmos. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast so we arrive in your feed every single week. Leave us a review if you want to make sure your friends know about us because that helps us out and helps us reach more people. Let us know your thoughts on our Instagram or at Abby Eats St. Louis. Tag us in what you are eating, what you are doing, the stories you want to hear told. Stay warm. I know I feel like you keep saying that, but stay warm and seize the plate.